1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships.
0: It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Lena Coutigaroni, I got it right, see I told you, (laughs) is a certified life and empowerment coach and teacher of modern spirituality, mindset, and manifestation. After transitioning from her career as an attorney to pursuing her passion in 2016, Lena has found her purpose of helping all who are seeking more happiness and fulfillment. Hi,
2: Lena. Thank you for being here. Hey, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Me too. I love this topic. We're going to get to in just a second, but I saw a post on your Instagram and it said, the first thing you want to know when you meet other people is just their story. And I'm exactly the same. It's the first thing I want to know. I want to know why they move the way they move, like why they think the way they think. And as I mentioned earlier, you were previously a lawyer, which we just found out we have a Louisiana connection where you went to school down in Louisiana. Um, But at the time that you were a lawyer, you were six years into a relationship and had just bought a house with your ex. So on paper, things looked amazing. But I want to know, what is the real story?
2: Oh, my goodness. You just came right out of the gate. I'm here. I'm here. Let's go. (laughs) Did I put that on my Instagram? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um so the real story is I think it happens to many of us. We get into a relationship in our early 20s at an age where we don't really know ourselves fully. Lots of us get into a relationship early and we don't really know ourselves at that age or at least I didn't. And over the years I began to get into like personal growth work and just trying to like learn about myself and what I really want and I got in this whole journey of like self-exploration and the more I found out about myself and what I wanted in my life and in my business and in my love I came to the realization over time that the person I was with was and this sounds mean but it wasn't actually what I truly wanted yeah it wasn't the dynamic that I wanted it wasn't the type of partner that I could eventually see myself with. Although there was a lot of love, it was beautiful in so many ways. There were fundamental things that were at odds, spiritual beliefs, career beliefs, things we wanted for our future. And that became clear over time. Um, and it was a hard decision because he was a wonderful person and we weren't having like tons of trouble by any means. But in my heart, I knew that it wasn't the person that i really wanted to marry. Mm. And he proposed to me and i actually kind of forced the proposal. It was a stage where i'm like, okay, it's been 6 years and everyone around me is getting married. What does this mean about us? Like it's got to happen by the end of this year or it's out. We're we're out. We're done. And looking back it's such a silly thing to do but i think a lot of people do that because there's pressure and i thought that that was the right thing i was just doing my best at the time and when he proposed on the last day of the year like i gave him toward the end of the year he oh proposed- my god
0: <laughs> he's like december 31st
2: <laughs> literally december
0: 31st oh my god
2: and i knew it was happening and it none of it felt right As soon as he proposed, I had this like sinking feeling in my Mm. stomach and I was trying to kind of put on a happy face. It just, I, in my heart, I didn't, I knew it wasn't right. Yeah. Um, so it took about a year for me to get the courage to call it off. I took a lot of time to figure out like, am I just mad at him? Am I focusing on the wrong things? Am I expecting too much? Is this a Am I throwing something away? Like I had to navigate all that talk within myself. And then after getting a lot of help from coaches and psychics and healers, and I went down this whole thing, I really did come to find out that that's how I felt, that it wasn't my right person. And no matter what the case was, I knew that I wanted to be 100% certain that this was the person that I wanted to marry. And I knew I didn't feel 100% that way at all. So I had the difficult conversation and called things off. It surprisingly went as peaceful as it could. Um, and then we split up. We kind of went different directions. He went on his path. I went on mine. Um,
0: and that's that's that story. That's that story. So at the time we mentioned too, you were a lawyer and like, I love that when we tell these stories in hindsight, it's sort of like the version you just gave, which is the pretty picture. I mean, and I just know there was so much messiness in all oh, of that. So yeah. what would you tell listeners? Because I think what you say or what you're saying is so relatable. Like I, I've been in a very similar situation and with an engagement and all of that as well. But just that knowing inside of us that like uh, something doesn't feel right. So like when you had the difficult conversation and all of that, what then happens next?
2: I also want to say this. The reason I tell the story in this lens of it all ended up fine and kind of not going into the hard parts is that I want anybody listening to know that the hard parts end up fine.
0: Okay. Tell us more. What do you
2: mean? Like there were so many different emotions and so many different fears after the conversation, even though I felt at peace during the conversation, I, all of the gamut of emotions came up for me after I was crying incessantly. Like I had to break away from my dog that we had bought together. There was just all these things Mm. and it wasn't I never mean to say that it was just so easy and it was effortless and it wasn't challenging on the heart because it was. But at the end of the day, everything worked out well. And looking Mm -hmm. back, it was a very guided experience. Like I let him stay in the house. I moved out and in with a friend. Um, The house sold right away. We were able to divide up our things very easily. So all the typical things that people are afraid of when going through a separation, like the finances are going to be so bad. And what are we going to do? All of those had solutions. Mm. You know what I
0: mean? Totally. Which that to me is always when you know, this is the right thing. This is a guided step, like you said. Yeah. Well, when we first were talking about having you on the podcast, we talked about the topic this month, which is housekeeping. And I want to mention it. And then we'll circle back to it in a minute. But I I think that housekeeping is really interesting to think about within our relationships and within the love topic. And everyone, you know, talks about wanting this soulmate topic, but we don't necessarily always talk about the housekeeping within ourselves that needs to go on to get to the next place. And so even the story you're just telling is kind of the first step into that possibly um, How do you think that that ties into like that journey you went on with actually owning your truth and stepping into that reality? Like, how was that housekeeping essential for your next steps that you took?
2: Do you mean, well, first of all, you said that so beautifully. Um, And I do think everything to find the soulmate kind of relationship that we're talking about that people want so badly, it does take housekeeping it does take looking within it does take letting go of of a bunch of things which I think we're going to get into but you're right the very first step is getting clear on exactly what's really important to you Mm. what you want in a person what you want for yourself and what you want for your relationship and life together a lot of people when they teach love they focus just on what kind of person do you want Mm -hmm. however you can find a person who's everything on a sheet of paper but if you don't feel loved safe supported seen if it's not the relationship that you want the lifestyle that you want then it's not actually a match there's so many other components other than just a great amazing person yes so it's getting clear on that and then getting the courage enough courage, working up the courage enough to let go of what is not that.
0: Mm. I literally, this is so bizarre, but I had this conversation this morning with a friend of mine and she called me and she's dating, you know, she's on the apps. And so you're always kind of like dabbling with a couple different people at the same time at the beginning. And mm. she has two guys that she's dating. And one of the guys is great on paper and is all the things that I think she feels like she should really Mm -hmm. want, you know? And so it's interesting to watch that versus this other guy who maybe doesn't have everything on paper, but she feels a heart connection with. And it was interesting for me to listen to her stories, me knowing you just don't like the guy that's good on paper. Like it's very obvious, but the ways that we try to talk ourselves into liking that because of the way it looks like the shooting that we do just all over ourselves. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. We all do it.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
2: it It takes a lot of introspection and it takes, you know, that's why third parties are helpful and not any third party, like not every friend or friends in bad relationships or your parents or your siblings, like a friend who is like-minded, a friend who has similar values, someone who's in a relationship, a coach, a mentor, like that third party person you can trust is very helpful to helping you see things that you can't see. Like right. that was a big part of my journey too.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to get into a little bit of how to manifest that and how to do that, but I wanted to start with just I loved your definition of manifestation in general because I find that to be a word that scares a lot of people away because I think they imagine you like chanting and like holding crystals and doing all this weird stuff. And I mean, I actually do do some of that stuff, (laughs) but it doesn't have to look as woo woo, maybe as some may think. So can you just start with telling the listeners what is manifestation?
2: Yes, absolutely. Manifestation to me is deciding that you want to be an active creator of your life. That there's certain things that you want in your life and you're going to put in energy, action, intention to manifest those things. So it's just creating the different things that you want in your life, whether it's career, relationships, friendships, body, well-being. It's choosing what you want and then pursuing it.
0: So it's literally just tapping into your truth is essentially what I hear.
2: And doing something about it.
0: And then taking the action step. Exactly. But like that, the next right step, right? Like it doesn't have to be this huge, big thing where you leave everything in your life and you're like starting something completely new.
2: Correct. Everything is like one step at a time. Okay. And I think manifestation to me, it goes beyond just an action step because we are powerful. Our thoughts are very mm-hmm. powerful, our beliefs are powerful, our subconscious beliefs are powerful. And they guide us to make different decisions and take different actions. So to me, manifesting is using what we know about the power of our mind to help that help us in bringing things to life.
0: I know that you were you're trained in it's I think I'm pronouncing this right neurolinguistic programming, Uh which for those listening, the definition is it's a science based body of work around mindset, communication and empowerment based on the premise that your thoughts influence and shape influence and shape your reality. So that's basically what you just described, right? Yes. So how does this kind of programming play into manifestation?
2: Okay. So, all right. One example is all of us have different conscious thoughts, right? Like we can kind of be aware of what's going on in our minds and what our self-talk is like around any topic. So taking love for an example, If you sat and paid attention to it, you could probably notice your normal thoughts around love, like dating is hard. Dating is frustrating. It's hard to find someone. Apps suck. Like the inner conversation are your conscious thoughts. Okay. Very important because that landscape of your thoughts very much dictates your life experience. If you're constantly living life through the lens that dating is hard, men can't be trusted, then that's going to permeate your life and change what you see and what you experience. So it's important to be aware of your inner thoughts and start changing them into more positive, constructive things that will help you reach your goal.
0: Okay. It's so true because like I say this all the time, but one of the narratives a lot of my friends have is there are no good men in Nashville.
2: It's the worst that's house cleaning. House yes. cleaning. Okay. House <laughs> because it shapes, I mean, NLP will tell you, and and I won't get into the science because it's not fun. Or it's fun to me, but like yeah. normal <laughs> people. Um it's it affects how you perceive the world and how you perceive the world is affects the actions you take and what you see and what you attract and whether or not you believe the woo-woo aspect of it or the scientific aspect of it, it is based on fact. Like what you believe, what you say to yourself changes your experience.
0: I 100% believe that because the second I this like I got to a place in my dating life and my relationship life where I had to change my mentality about men because I was drawing in the same kind of men though. And obviously there was a lot of inner work I needed to do on myself as well. But one of the things that I refuse to do now is specifically when those friends will say there's no good, there are no good men in Nashville. And I'm like, well, you're like literally making that true because the, the second you say it over and over and over, it's like our brains have this capacity to to make everything we believe true. So true. And they just, so they, they're they constantly bringing in these men that do validate that. <laughs> like, yeah, because they made it, it true. Exactly, and which sounds like, crazy, but it's real. I, and think
2: about like for anybody that maybe feel like hesitant around this, take athletes, for example. I think that's the easiest example to use. Like my okay. husband, for example, loves golf. Okay, I can tell if some if he has a bad day or he starts off bad, if his thinking is like, I'm not going to hit this, this sucks, this is the worst, it's going to completely affect his ability to focus, his ability mm-hmm. to perform, right? So athletes, Olympic athletes are trained to practice what they want to happen.
0: Like Like picturing winning a gold medal or something.
2: Visualizing it. Okay. You know, an Olympic athlete or an NFL player is not going to be like, today's game is going to suck. There's no chance we're going to win today. Right. Bad. Like that would never happen. Not only use their words, (sighs) but they use their mind and they visualize themselves winning. They visualize themselves reaching the goal because it creates patterns in your brain. And those patterns are carried out in real life.
0: Okay. Okay. So we have to change our narratives. That's yeah. one thing. <laughs> Everything okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's That feels like major housekeeping right there. Right? Yeah. But let's dive into the love topic because I was thinking about it when I was prepping for this podcast. And I was like, the thing that we get the most emails about on this podcast are love and relationship questions, like period, the end. That seems to be the common theme in every person's life in some capacity, whether you're in a relationship or not. So let's just, I don't know, let's just dive into how do we manifest this kind of love? That's such a big question. So take it as you want, but how do we manifest this soulmate kind of love? And feel free to tell us your story as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, so as you said, I think there's look, I know that you can, we're, we can manifest a person. Like if I wrote down 10 things I wanted to see in a guy, I could manifest those 10 things, but about soulmate love, it's not just manifesting a person who has some of what you want. It's doing the inner work. So you can manifest the person, like the deep connection, the real thing—not just a person who checks boxes. Like the real deal, that soul, deep love. And so that takes a little bit of inner work. That takes. I wrote down eight things. Do you want me to give you eight
0: things? We would love the eight things. <laughs> these, are,
2: so these are more housekeeping. These are more things to let go of. And so, okay. just to get the wheels turning, and you don't have to fully let go or, or be perfect or be fearless or be completely healed in order to be in position for your soulmate. But these are things to work on while you're single so that you're in the best possible place to attract the best fit and have the best chance of a relationship thriving after. So these are the things that I've. Okay. Okay. So letting go, we're in the topic of letting go. So first of all, I think it's really important to let go of the past and forgive anybody that needs to be forgiven in the past. Mm. I know a lot of people bring to the table anger, bitterness. Oh, my ex was like this. They just bring this stuff to the table and everybody has histories, but it's about making a conscious decision choice to one identify like where am i holding on to the past and two how can i consciously decide to just let that go
0: but that makes it sound really easy
2: <laughs> what if it is
0: what do you mean and
2: what if it is like what if it what if it is easier than we think because everything starts with a decision right like say if i'm trying to stop the habit of eating candy like First, I have to make the decision like, okay, this is not good for me and this is why. And then I have to make that decision over and over and over again, but it starts with a choice, right? So we have to make an initial choice. I want to let go of the past and that already sets you in a different direction.
0: Okay. So if you have a toxic relationship past, if you got cheated on, if you hate men, if you hate women, if you, all of those things, we got to just decide, I am going to let go of that yes. narrative.
2: And just do your best to let it go. Okay. Just be aware that letting it go is helpful. And that okay. already
0: helps. doesn't okay. have to be
2: perfect. doesn't mean you can't ever think about it again, but try to let it go.
0: So when it comes back up, you, what do you, is there something we can say to ourselves? Like
2: I forgive if it's okay. about something someone did to you, I forgive maybe you have to forgive yourself for mm-hmm. something. you That's did. Maybe you cheated in the past, maybe. So it's, it's kind of like forgiving and healing and one letting go okay. and healing in one it's like identifying things that you haven't. I know plenty of people who have past relationships where they were cheated on and they're still talking about it to this day. Yeah. they are still bringing the past into the present moment. And you know, like, as we just discussed, whatever you focus on, you're going to keep creating. So like, totally. we've got to be willing to let the past stay in the past.
0: Okay. I mean, that was me for sure. And like before Thanks. this last season, I feel like I had been cheated on in a major way and it, I just could not fully let it go because the fear felt so big that it would happen again. And I was like, I can't go through that pain again. I can't go through that pain again. But you know what happened is that kept? I kept bringing in people who were like that. Yeah. And then I finally have gotten to the place where I've let that go and yeah. I'm in a different kind of relationship. I mean, people are, who knows what the future will hold, but like right now I don't feel that fear anymore because I've decided like that was the past. That isn't the present. Perfect. Okay. you already okay. Did. Your house cleaning. House, house cleaning, house What's cleaning. What's number two,
2: number two. So these are some of the things that we just talked about, and it's two and three go together. So, okay, the thought world, the mindset world. So, your conscious thoughts. So, what are those things that you're saying to your friends, those things that you're thinking over and over that are about yourself, that are about men or women in general, or are about relationships? Mm. So, negative, limited thinking, they're exactly what we said. There's no good men. It's hard to find men. Yeah, dating is terrible. Apps are so bad. This is so hard for me. I'm not good at love. Mm-hmm. So you could talk about men or women. You could talk about yourself, or you could talk about relationships are hard. Relationships take away from you. No relationships
0: last. Every man cheat. Like yeah. okay. I always hear the one too. Girls are crazy. This is one that I hear from any for any men listening. All girls are crazy. Um, I'm going to be alone forever. That's another one I've heard a lot from people. Okay, what
2: is left?
0: Oh yeah, everyone's already married. Um, Okay, so we we have those. We have to let them. We have to lay them down too.
2: Let let them down. We're cleaning house. They don't serve you. You can let them go. Like literally, they do nothing.
0: So if we're having that though, like what is something we could shift the focus to be? Because if you let something go, you have an open space, right? So then what do we do? What do we shift it to be?
2: That's where like affirmation and mantra work comes. Okay. Into play. I have, and this is not a shameless plug for my my course, but I, I do, <laughs> I teach like all of it. This is the it.
0: place for shameless plugs though, honestly. <laughs> okay, so let, let
2: it fly. <laughs> um, I do, I, I teach all of this, but that's a great question because that's, it does need to be filled up. Yeah. And so what I teach is to quite literally list out all of the negative beliefs about ourselves, men and women, and relationships, and then you come up with something for each one that is going to replace it. That's more okay. positive. So, for example, there's no good men out there. There are, and and by the way, your mantra, your affirmation, you might have to practice it until it's true. Like you might have to play with it before you actually believe it. And that's okay. It okay. so might change. Like there's plenty of amazing men out there.
0: Okay. So,
2: um, dating is hard. Dating is actually fun. Yeah. You have to say these things, and then it'll become true. So at the beginning, it's a little uncomfortable. You're like, oh, "Is that a lie?" But like, yeah. yeah.
0: But You're it's, like dating is not bullshit. <laughs> it's a lie.
2: It's a lie right now? But you have to, just like you'd use, you'd practice a new language or learn a new language. You have to solidify this new pattern of thinking that's going to be way more helpful for you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not great at love, like it's easy for me to be in relationships.
0: Ooh, They're I like great. that one.
2: Yeah. Love is normal and natural. We're meant to be in relationship. Like people also make finding your soulmate or getting married, like this super rare thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I believe that we're like, like even in the Bible, we're biblically, like we're meant to be together. Right. we for this. Yes. You know, like, yeah. it's not like, like fighting to find love and blah blah blah. What if that's bullshit? And what if it's actually like easy and normal and natural?
0: I love that because we Way do better. make it so difficult. And then we kind of like live in a fairy tale land of what it would look like versus actually accepting this like you're saying that love can be fun or like dating can be fun. Natural. All of these things I can have everything I want. It's natural.
2: It's it's natural to be, if you desire a partnership, like that, that's natural. It's love is how we were, we came into this world, like love mm-hmm. relationships again, like in the Bible, Adam and Eve, like it's right. We're meant to do life together. Yeah. And we're wired for you connection. Don't want that and that's fine. But if you want it, then understand that it's a natural thing of life. Like this is the mm-hmm. way it's supposed to be. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be hard.
0: Okay. Okay. So
2: What's conscious thoughts?
0: Conscious thoughts. Yeah. So laying down the past and conscious Mm -hmm. thoughts. Okay.
2: Then there's also the category of subconscious thoughts. So like, these are the things that you don't really hear yourself saying, and Mm. you have to dig a little bit to find out where they are, but they're usually from this like deep place within you. That's like, I'm not enough for love. Like if you peel back the layers, like What am I actually afraid of? What am I actually, what am I actually afraid of is is the primary question. And if you peel it back and keep asking yourself, you find out that like most of us are deeply afraid to be alone. We're afraid we're not enough. Um, And it normally boils down to like a couple core deep beliefs. Mm -hmm. And we're not, the difference between the, the conscious is we're not saying in our head, walking around being like, oh, I'm not enough. Like, you know, these are not on our conscious day-to-day thinking. It's somewhere deep within us. And these are common human fears that everyone on the planet has.
0: Yeah. I love that point because I think a lot of times when we're dealing with love and relationships specifically, we feel like we can feel like we're on an island. Like you said this one earlier, I'm not good at relationships. And so it can often feel just really like isolating or what is the word where it's like, you like you're not unique in that that love has provided pain and joy. Like it's you know we right. all I think that's why this is the topic we get the most emails about because this is the one connected piece that we genuinely all, all seem of to want. Yeah,
2: and especially after the pandemic, I think people's values adjusted and yeah. we realized how important human connection and companionship. And doing life with your person is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It seems to definitely have shifted with the isolation of the pandemic. So, okay. What's next?
2: Okay. I love all these tips after that. So these are, this is a feelings category. So we were in like the mental world and now we're in the feelings category and this is
0: just,
2: and honestly, any, for anyone listening, if you find yourself doing any of these things, Do not feel bad about it. Don't shame yourself for it because you didn't know any better up to this point. All of us are walking around doing these things. And this is kind of, I feel like, a novel way to approach love. So, like, literally, don't worry if you've done these things. But so the feelings part is letting go of dominant feelings, not just like every once in a while, but if your dominant feelings are bitterness,
0: jealousy,
2: anger, fear, distrust, like all of those negative feelings. If that's kind of the cloud around you, it's going to be very hard to attract love Mm because for someone to be, for love to come to you, you kind of have to be in love. Like you have to be feeling good you have to be in love with yourself in love with your life in love with your friends and love with your coffee in the morning like you have to that energy around you attracts love mm. and so so many people are just frustrated with it and i get it but it doesn't attract love to be in the energy of constant frustration bitterness negativity it's just not helpful
0: Yeah. That's, is that why they say the thing about you have to love yourself first, that I think we all get kind of sick of hearing, like you can't love someone else until you love yourself first, but the way you just described it, I'm hearing that it's about kind of making your life something that revolves around love in general, loving your job, just being happy on your own. Yes. Okay.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And being in the, and being, you know, a lot of this is taking responsibility and it's not an easy pill to swallow, but the truth is that we're all in control of how we feel. Mm -hmm. And I know feelings pop up from time to time, but we do have the ability to say, okay, today I'm going to feel happy. Like I don't care if shit goes down. I'm going to choose to see things differently. I'm going to choose to keep my you know, thoughts positive, like I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to focus on what's good. I'm not going to focus on the issues. So we have a choice in how we feel right on people to know that you really can let go of feeling bitter all the time or pissed all the time, you know?
0: Yeah. I like that. You're making it to me when I hear something's my choice, it's like, oh, right. Like, the other mentality is a very victim-like mentality. And this, you know, a lot of times we are victimized in life and there's things that happen, but the things that I know have kept me stuck in the past is feeling like I couldn't do anything about that, or that happened to me. And it's like, I had no choice. And so when you look at it from the perspective of, I get to choose how I feel, even that's taking your power back.
2: It is. It's the most liberating thing in the world. And again, like it is so much about your relationship with yourself. Like what you attract really is a mirror to the relationship you have with yourself. And Mm -hmm. the better you feel about yourself, the better you feel about life, the, the kinder you are to yourself, you're going to attract someone who's on that same Mm -hmm. vibration,
0: you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I experienced it where I didn't, and I don't know if you relate to this at all, but like In the past, I would have these relationships where I was spoken to in certain ways, and they were negative. And I just thought, God, why do I keep dating assholes? But the truth was, the way they were talking to me was actually how I was talking to myself. I mean, it's just, you know, and like until I could change what I believed about myself to be true. I was still going to date that same guy like over and over and over. And actually it was in my friendships too. Yeah. That's a
2: whole word you just said. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a book. Someone should write a book. (laughs) It's so, it's so true. And that's why I'm, we're talking about like the inner work that you do. It just, can you imagine how it feels to let go of these things and, Take your power back and the person that you can attract from that space Mm -hmm. versus the person that you can attract from someone who's holding on to all this garbage. You know, it's totally different people. So it's very important to do this kind of work.
0: Yeah. Did we get through our list? Was that eight? Oh, what else do we have?
2: So we have, okay. So this next one is it's so the how. Okay. How you think it's supposed to happen. Okay. So the, how, how you think it's supposed to happen, who you think it's going to be like what you think it's going to look like and how you think it's going to happen. So I actually learned a crazy lesson on this. Okay. I thought for a million years that, cause I was single for three and a half years between this ex and my husband and I getting together, there was three and a half years where I was doing this stuff. I was in the weeds. I was dating negative. I had to fix it. I had to fix every single one of these things that we're talking about. But so the, how I had this picture of how I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be someone walked into the room and there was this electric thing and all these synchronicities and all these things. I had this idea of how it was going to unfold. And I think it's important to dream about things and know what you want, but that's holding things a little too tightly and closing you off to a number of other possible ways it can happen. Yeah. A lot of people, I know a lot of people, 99% of people don't want to be on apps, right? They don't think that's how they're going to meet their husband. However, I coach so many incredible, conscious, crazy, successful men around love and they're all on apps because they don't know where else to be. So I know that yeah. there's amazing people there. You know, so being willing to let go of tight rules around exactly how you think it has to happen. And the who,
0: right? And who. So I thought
2: that. So my husband is, I thought that I was gonna have someone with an accent international from another country, this like passionate <laughs> person that they were gonna be in. I never I also said that I would never be with an attorney with a doctor with anything like that. that was just in my mind I had made up this rule
0: okay <laughs> which cut off a whole like that's a lot of men rule, yeah <laughs>
2: right that was why I was cutting myself short right my, attorney, my husband is from Atlanta, Georgia like a Southern boy which if you ask me Lena use your intuition I have strong intuition predict who do you think you're going to be with never in a million years would I have said a southern a southern guy like I just yeah. I have never been attracted to it just wasn't not your thing but not what I thought it was going to be and he's an attorney but I had all these preconceived things about you know if they're an attorney then they're XYZ then they Are boring and they do this, they don't have freedom, they don't have flexibility. Turns out my husband has his own firm. He has all the flexibility in the world. He has, he's everything that I want. Right. But I have to be willing to hold a mirror up and be like, where am I, what am I doing here? Where am I limiting myself? Why do I have these rules? Why can it not be on an app? Why can it not be someone from this? You know, like, what is this shit? And so letting go of who you think it's gonna be and how you think it's gonna happen.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you brought up your husband because what we didn't talk about before we started these eight things was the reason that I even contacted you initially about doing this specific topic was that our mutual friend said, Oh my gosh, I have to introduce you to my friend. She is in what I would describe as like the goals type relationship in that you guys are literally soul connected and just. Genuinely happy, which I yeah. think is something we don't see very often, which is very sad to say. But I do think that that's true. So not only are you a coach, but you're speaking from your personal experience of having yeah. the on paper success. I'm doing air quotes right now when I say that to actually finding the genuine soul connection.
2: Yeah, and thank you for saying that, and thank you to Amanda. For listening. <laughs> it's the most incredible compliment and it's incredible to be in. It's a world of difference from every single other relationship I've ever had. And it is everything that I want. And of course we have fights and we, of course. Is, and we're both lawyers. So like we can argue. Oh God. yeah. <laughs> but like, no one wants to throw in the towel in the argument, but right. but the love is so real and so genuine and the connection is so real and so genuine. And it feels how I've always wanted it to feel. So it's, It's worth it. It's worth waiting. It's worth exploring these things because it really does make such a difference.
0: When I think you're just a testament to you said I I had the on paper I was then I broke up with him living all of these eight things. Have we made it through the eight? (laughs) No, there's a couple. I don't. I lost count, so I'm like, oh, we have three three more. Okay, great. So I love that we have made it through five, but of these eight things, like to know that you were living, it helps me even because it's like, I like to see the tangible thing, the things that are going to give me the outcome. And so let's get back to our list then with that, all of that said, because with those five things, I think those are all doable for all of us, but what's next on the list.
2: Doable. So this is connected to the last one, but this is so all of us have a list, right? Like we all have a list of what we want in our person. And again, for anyone listening, I highly encourage three lists, the list about the person, a list for yourself, how you want to feel in the relationship. Okay. A list of your, like what your relationship is like, your dynamic and your lifestyle together. Because if if we're manifesting, like we might as well manifest everything that we want, the full picture. And that is more than just, The guy, the girl, you know, Mm -hmm. it's your life together. What do you want that to be like?
0: So, your life together, I like that you also said how you feel in the relationship, because to me, that's the game changer.
2: Huge, seen, adored, cherished, loved, respected, prioritized. I feel safe. I feel like in love, you know, like what is your experience? Like the person is wonderful, but that's like a third of it. Like, what's your experience? Okay. Anyways. The letting go part was letting go of the things on your list that are ego-based, not heart-based, meaning he has to be in this field of work. He's got to be tall. He has to be X, Y, Z. He has to be all of these things. I would just review your list and make sure that it's aligned to what you truly in your heart and soul want. Okay. And cross off anything that's like... You can try to choose, okay, I want him to have be six five and blah, blah, blah. Like you can try, but I would really comb your list and just double check your list and ask yourself, is this actually what my heart really wants? And also make sure the list is not what your mom wants you to have, your dad mm. wants you to have, what your family says. So go through your requirements and make sure the requirements are actually true to your heart.
0: Okay. And it's go see- the ones that aren't. So I love that you said ego versus heart. So ego is what we would want on the outside. The things Mm -hmm. that you were saying, the good on paper, all of those things, the not the lawyer, not the doctor, whatever, all of that.
2: I I think people should think more generally, like I want attraction. Okay. So if I'm really attracted to someone, does it really matter the color of his hair? Like I want chemistry. I want... Like this sexual connection, like ask for that rather than ask for these superficial things. Ask for the core of what you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I think when we're making if we're in this place in our life, I would imagine you haven't found the soulmate kind of love that you're looking for. And so that just proves the point of maybe you just don't know. Like, you know, like we attach to these things and it's like, why? Why? I have a friend who attaches to, he has to drive a truck. She's just really attracted. But why?
2: (laughs) why? Yeah. Like, does your, because you're going to not see, your brain is so powerful that you could have, this is what happened to me. An amazing person right in front of you who meets everything that your heart wants and your soul wants, but because you're stuck on a truck or a career, like you're not seeing this person. Right. And I have to say this. I am not saying settle on anything. however isn't it more important if you're thinking in the career world, okay, he's an attorney or not a doctor. Isn't it more important that he's doing what he loves happy in his work, successful in his work, amazing reputation, financially empowered and lucrative career. Like think of the more core desires you have. Okay. Can you give
0: us an example? Like if people are listening and they're like, but like what, what would you say?
2: Well, like,
0: what are things to put on your list? Yeah. Like what, maybe what were some of the things that you focused on?
2: Yeah. I mean, like, so in the career, what I did, I, I break this shit down. I (laughs) I went through a list for the person that I wanted and I went into the aspects of his life. What do I want him to be like in the realm of his career? What do I want him to be like in the realm of his friendships? What do I want him to be like in the realm of his well being? of his family, of his spirituality. And I kind of went through all of those areas. But to answer your question, what was more important to me in my future husband's career was that he was incredibly successful at what he does. He's incredibly happy with what he does. He has an amazing reputation. He's generous. He cares about others. He works hard, has a great work ethic. He finds time to be with his family. He makes time for me every day. He takes care of himself. He
0: like all of these general things. Okay. And And that is
2: your things.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then you, that's so interesting though, because I think it's like, we could talk, we could be like, uh, it's never going to be that specific. And some of the things, like you said, the truck, the the job, the specific of the job may not be the thing, but to have all those other things line up because you've said, I have everything I want. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: For the person who says the truck, maybe instead that they could write, like has a car that I'm obsessed with, has a okay. vehicle that I'm obsessed with? Because what if he has like a sick Maserati? Are we like turning? Right. Down? Exactly. <laughs> you know, like And what if there are things that you might love that you've never experienced and you don't
0: know that you love yet? Right. I love that point because that's yeah. what I was saying about. We just don't know yet. Like yeah. whatever we've done, if you're making these lists, it hasn't been working. Like I, I always have a friend who's like, how's that working for you? And I'm like, right. Yeah. It's not like, uh, okay. So maybe we just t- don't know yet. It may, it could be the
2: tiniest tweak. So I think what's more important is those core elements.
0: Okay. I so like letting that.
2: go of all the things that are like, it doesn't really
0: matter. Okay. two Okay. More. Two
2: more. Okay. So this one is, is probably unexpected but it's actually literal house cleaning. So really think about, I love feng shui. Have you yeah, heard of feng shui? yeah so yes. I think the energy of your environment really matters. And so if you're single for a long time, you might get really used to your home being like not so welcoming if someone comes over or not like ready and prepared. So I think to make sure your environment is clear and clean and ready. Like if you met your person tomorrow and he like wanted to come over for a date, like, are there beers in the fridge? Is your, yeah. room, you know, like, are you physically environmentally like ready to welcome a person into your life?
0: Okay. I actually, so like- yeah, I think that point is great because I mean, I I will say like there's certain spots in my house that maybe I wasn't as organized or whatever. And then the first time my current boyfriend came over, I was like, Oh my God. So you start like you kind <laughs> of just so like fun. start going through all the drawers yeah. and the like closets. And I just yeah. did want my house to be a little more ready and in order. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. And and kind of like free of clutter or whatever it was, yeah. especially from my past. And clutter, I feel like that helped. Yeah.
2: Clutter is clutter and flow are opposites, right? And so you think clutter in your mind, clutter in your space, clutter in your car, I think kind of constricts the flow. And like, it's not to say that if, if your apartment's a mess, your home's a mess and your person comes over there, like it's going to be fine either way. But I think what's most important is in the act of getting your home ready, getting your space ready, getting yourself ready. It's, communicating that you're preparing for this person. It's, it's the message you're putting out that conveys, I believe this person's coming. I value myself in my space. I want to be my best self for this person. And I'm moving accordingly.
0: Yeah. It's like an inviting energy versus a stagnant, like, Oh, let's see. Yeah. It's never going to
2: come or like maybe not deciding to keep up with your appearances and maybe Like and I've been in this space, letting some of that go because I don't have someone right now. It's not going to matter. I'll care about my appearances when this person comes. Mm -hmm. But energetically, if you start preparing and start loving on yourself and caring about how you feel and taking care of yourself, that puts out this message of self-love, of I'm preparing for this relationship and I know that it's coming.
0: Yeah. Okay. Love that. Our last one. one.
2: This is pretty general, but it's just being willing to let go of general doubts, fears, disbelief, and just general negativity over your love life in general. And I think a really great way to remedy that, because I know you said that it's hard to find good relationships or there's not many examples, but I think it's so important because in the journey of finding love, there's inevitably going to be times where nothing is happening, nothing is changing, there's no one in sight, and you fall into old patterns of, Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen for me, just this doubt, fear, disbelief in general. And so I think it's so important to overcome that in an important way, is to surround yourself with examples, whether it's people you follow online, or books you read about love, or Just stories like podcasts like this, like positive stories about love to give yourself hope and faith and just helping you navigate the process in as happy, hopeful kind of way as possible.
0: Yeah. So it's the same thing about letting go of old narratives in some ways. Like you're just letting go of those old ideas that relationships never work. They're all bad. They all end in pain. All of that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. And just the feel like just the fear, just the disbelief, just the doubt, just the lack. Just starting to really start expecting it and start having a positive mentality across the board of your love life and what's out there for you.
0: Yeah. Just general. That. Well, you are the founder of a spiritual wellness retreat company called Soulcation. And I wanted to mention this because I love this idea. Can you tell us a little bit about Soulcation?
2: Yes. This is my favorite thing in the world. Um, (laughs) I, for my amazing private clients, I, I started this in 2016 and honestly, it was very connected to this story because I was contemplating leaving the relationship. And I was living in close proximity with him. And I had all these voices from other people in my ear. And I needed to get away from that, because I wanted to get clear. Mm -hmm. So I came up with this idea of this retreat, because I was also learning amazing things about manifesting. And I just was craving a weekend away with friends, where I was taking care of myself, I was not parting my ass out, like I wanted to get clear, I wanted to hear myself, I wanted to hear my intuition and do so in like a good environment. So I designed a retreat and I did it in Florida. And then it was so much fun that I started doing them in Tulum. And I've done like 10, 11 in Tulum since then. They're incredible. They are, they've taken on a life of their own. They like, I just, it gives people time to step away, think about what they want. And call that into their life because we're mm-hmm. so damn busy. It's very hard to create space to hear yeah. yourself, like dream
0: up what you really want. Yeah. So well, Anna, great. I love that you, yeah, wanted Tulum is beautiful, but also just the idea of getting quiet, I think is so scary. So if you're doing it with others, it might yeah. be a little more inviting, you know, yeah, and I questions. got it. I, I got yeah. it. So you
2: literally, you just
0: show up and it does involve,
2: you know, different healing things like sound healing or a Kapal cleansing ceremony, just different things that are out of the norm that do work and do change your energy and do leave you a different version of yourself after a better version of yourself after Mm -hmm. like you're refreshed, you're clear, you're motivated. You're like happy. Yeah. I love
0: that. Well, if people are interested in soulcation or any of the other things you do, where can they find you?
2: I would just reach out to me on Instagram. I think that's the very best place. I really respond to every DM. Um, I can send information on the retreat, on courses, classes, coaching, all of the things that I do
0: to help. And what is your handle? Lena, <laughs> your name. You know what? I'll just start. put it in the description of this. Lena underscore Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I will put that in the so description of this podcast so you guys can know how to spell her last exactly. name. <laughs> I just forgot it was your full name. Yeah, <laughs> no, just click that link, okay, guys. <laughs> 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 Lena, thank you so much for being here. It was so fun that. meeting you, and I love these topics because I actually am seeing them happen in my life. So I can, I'm also just like, yes, this is true. This works. This is actually real stuff. It works. Yeah, it does work. Thank you guys so much for listening.
2: Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts.
1: or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game.